Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Biomass for episode 275, I think. Pretty sure. Glad you could join us. Uh, we've got a small crew, like usual, but we got some good topics, some interesting stuff this week. So let's get started at the top of the list with Sarizel. Hi, um, I am uh, holding together up here in the, the cold north. Um, where it is not yet Thanksgiving, and we've had multiple snow-related events. And and I actually... So, if y'all remember, I moved this year. And I've never, I haven't, like, been in charge of a house before, because I've lived in condos. So, you know, I didn't have a rake. And before I managed to get a rake to deal with the leaves, I also needed a shovel. <laughs> and salt um yeah yeah it's been it's been an interesting winter so far the joys of home ownership right oh yeah you're still in chicago though right just of course okay. yes so it's still cold as hell I, yeah, I, rem- yeah, I remember it's... the midwest winters so i i truly can relate and i feel very sorry for you but i want to remind you that winter starts on like december 31st that's bullshit and and <laughs> And and the high today was thirty nine. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what it was. I think it was probably like seventy ish. Quiet. Quiet. Let me let me see. Let me see. Quiet. Quiet. No, we're not going to talk about the weather down there. Go away. I'm sure, it was Move nice on. and perfect. Yeah, it was like a high of like seventy three and a low of fifty nine. It's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah, there's some little droplets coming out of the clouds. All right. It's, it's not, not really, really going to happen, happen, but you know. it's a 70% chance, which means we're like using XCOM odds, which means there's no fucking way it's going to actually rain. <clears throat> Anyways, Libby, you're up. Hello, I'm Libby. Um, I have an Echo, which is a kid here. Apologies. Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm good. Is that an Echo or a... it's, it almost sounds like a cat on, on, the, on the recording? It, it's a six year old who thinks he's a cat. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm also in the room with the, the cat, and uh, my name is Pokey, do the show, play games, and playing a game that I actually really don't like, and I've learned to really like it, I'm embarrassed to admit that, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyways, so, uh, some time ago, an atrocity graced our eyes, and I actually did like a YouTube reaction trailer to this, because I just... You know, Zell told me you, you need to like do a reaction video to this trailer. So I reacted to Sonic the Hedgehog movie, the live action movie, which, as I'm sure you're all very aware, is the most horrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. So the redesign came out, and because uh, because it was it was so bad that like people lost their shit, and the studio said, "Hey, we're going to redesign the character and delay the movie to to make this redesign happen." And we're like, "Okay, let's see what you come up with." It's actually really good, if you ask me. Like, they did a really good job. I mean, the, the CGI is still kind of subpar, but, like, in terms of, like, the design itself, I thought it was really good. They got a new trailer out. The character looks like you would actually expect Sonic the Hedgehog to look like. Uh, I, I think it works. Like, it, the movie's going to be absolute trash anyways. Like, don't get me wrong. But at least it won't look like the Eldritch Horror that we saw before. Um, so I, I, I thought the trailer was kind of cool. What did you guys think? Yeah, I think the CGI is a bit worse, but I think it, that's also like, don't like. I think that's one of those things like you almost have to to get the character right. And I think that's that was the a big part of the mistake was they're like, you know, 
like the, like everything like fur and everything is all different and it's because you know presumably someone was like well this is like you know high quality 2019 cgi fur and we're like yeah like yeah yeah but that that looks weird you know so i think the problem is is i don't know if the character translates well to what's considered top of the line cgi today and so yeah and i think that's really where where it comes down to is you have weird shapes on that character that that don't work normally like normal like because his organic beings because like um, the, the, the spikes in the back is supposed to be hair except the hair has hair it, it, it's it's very strange it's one of those things you just you just have to accept it for what it is it, it as long as it doesn't make you like your reaction video um, I, I didn't scream it's good in tear when i saw it so i mean that's, that's definitely a step up from where it was yeah and i mean like in terms of quality like you know, if you want, like, from what we see, like, top-tier translation of a cartoon character and something that looks realistic, I mean, Detective Pikachu probably is the easy winner there. But considering this is going from a, hey, we probably got the movie mostly finished to, oh, shit, let's redo half of the CGI or all the CGI, um, and we got to do it fast, like they like Samick, um, I would expect a dip in quality just to get it done and out the door and not, you know, totally sink the budget. But uh, no, I, I think it's workable to a point where it's like, okay, I'll accept this for what it is. It's, it's going to be bad, like most video game movies are, but it, it's at least passable in, I mean, in that scope. The make or break for whether or not there's anything redeemably worthwhile about this movie is going to come down to, to Jim Carrey. Yes, um, I think he'll actually be great. And and that's that's really it. And And all you need from from Sonic is to to not be disturbing. So, box checked. We're good. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 as it's good as it's gonna get. This is about where I'm at. It's like okay, fine, sure, ship it. We're done. His teeth are gone, at least. His teeth are gone. <sighs> like like they're still there, but they're not like the focal point of what's going on there. Like they're just, they're kind of like tucked behind his lips where they should be. And, and then that's it. So yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, will be um, terrible, but you know, Hey, good job with the work guys. Uh, so Zell, I know you're a, a steam fan. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I hear that they finally released half-life 2.8 final chapter prologue. No, or they're going to. Yes. So, um, and no, this so this is actually not a prologue for the inevitably never coming Half Life Three. Um, this is uh, so so we'll back up a little bit. But so Valve has talked about for years, you know, because they were the big push behind, you know, the HTC Vive um, was kind of the launch for for Steam VR and what's directly supported in in Steam. And now they have a newer headset, the the um, uh, Valve Index, and so they've done all these VR things, and for the most part, the games have not held up to, you know, modern gaming standards of what people want and, and expect of a game. And so, because the money just isn't there in most cases, but Valve said, you know, we're working on full AAA VR games. And they said this years ago. That sounds and, familiar. Yeah. And after everyone who cared about VR has stopped caring about VR... They're officially ready to announce 
that they're uh, well, it leaked, and then they said, "Okay, well, we're 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 going to talk about it more Thursday." Um, but they are making a uh, VR Half Life title called Half Life Alex, um, and Alex is the female protagonist of the um, Half Life. I was going to say trilogy, but that would just be mean. Um, anyways. Um, and it is designed specifically for the Valve Index, but it sounds like that it will be passably playable on the original Vive and other VR headsets. Um, I have a Vive myself that I haven't broken out of its box in like a year and a half or two. Um, so this is, is kind of exciting. Um, and I guess they're talking about it as being uh, in March of next year, is, is what the leaks were saying. And all the all the details will, will be out um, Thursday, so that's that. And the oh, and the timeline for this is it's like between Half Life One and Two, so it's not not like a prologue for a three because they'll never admit there's ever going to be a three going. Three will actually probably only happen when um, Steam has come crashing down thanks to the uh, Epic truck that is known as uh, the Epic Game Store, and uh, when when Gabe Newell has nothing left and and it's just it's all coming crashing down they'll be like but wait we're gonna make Half-Life 3 and that will be their their final attempt at a saving throw it's kind of like when Square Enix was like hey uh let's just do a remake of Final Fantasy 7 because we need the money badly that's that's when you'll get some dumpster fire that'll have the Half-Life 3 label tacked onto it yeah that one should be good <clears throat> so that's that, that that's pretty cool. Um I is is it like a full walking around game like that sounds pretty lame, but like like a full full walking uh, It's it's supposed to be, yeah. And I guess oh, they're talking about I couldn't play that. <laughs> I get I mean, sickness. <laughs> well, so what they're talking about, uh, I was reading just a little bit, but they're they said something about having like so Half-Life um had a gravity gun that could pull stuff from a distance and i guess they're going to give your your hands will kind of have like gravity gloves or something where you can just kind of grab stuff from a distance so they'll probably try to reduce the amount of just ambling around i don't know what the actual you know how much locomotion will be involved in this uh game yet sure we'll know on thursday sounds good man so speaking of of our fun computer games uh, um so Google is trying to do a thing with uh with the stadia in the streaming of the games. Yeah, it it officially it officially you know uh released for the few people who got their pre-ordered devices it's because like, Is it like full release or early access right now? Um well, what, they, what are they what are they calling it? They're they're just calling it their launch. Oh okay. But um as much as they're just calling it their launch, none of the features that they said were like the reasons you'd buy into Stadia, none of those features are ready. You can just play games. Um, they have 22 games at launch, which they managed after they had like they had like 12 games that were going to be ready for launch, and then everybody started making fun of them last week, and they're like, oh, okay, uh, there's going to be 22 games at launch. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, and, uh, the, the biggest issue is that they, they had pre-orders, 
you know, for, for where you get a Chromecast Ultra, which is basically the console for the starting version, because it doesn't support, like, they said, oh, you're going to be able to play it anywhere. Well, it doesn't support most of the places you could potentially play it. It runs on, like, the Chromecast Ultra, I think, like, the new Pixel, and you might be able to use the control, like, and you have to use the controller from the Founders Kit with either the phone or a computer or something like that. So you have to have this starter kit right now, and allegedly eventually you won't but right now you do um and even like even though it comes with the chromecast ultra the you can't use an existing chromecast ultra you already have because they haven't pushed the firmware update to support it to the existing ones so you have to have the chromecast ultra that comes in the in the like founders edition box for stadia and they were unable to fulfill all of their pre-orders by launch day so Oops. there are people who pre-ordered these like months ago who, who still don't have it. Um, so there's there's a lot of comedy here. Um, I'm I'm enjoying myself, uh, and of course the big question with streaming gaming is how well will it will it work? Um, did you click my uh, my link? Is that the jump test he was doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty the, bad. The Washington Post um, uh, reviewer actually has a a little gif of his uh his playtesting on a computer and he actually hits the space bar lifts his hand to do like a a presenting motion for the screen and then you see the character jump it's great yeah it's probably a good second and a half delay um his his thread on twitter was saying that they had a, a tester in france who was talking about four second delay uh, between input and actual seeing it on his screen, which is atrocious. Um, and he later says, I think he tested it a couple hours ago. He says it's, it's better, but it's still very noticeable. So it's it's like the performance is very inconsistent in in how much lag there is. But it, it's still to a point where it's like, it, it's enough lag, even at its best, that you're not going to want to play with it because it's it, it's just bad. Like, the graphics don't make up for the fact that the gameplay is just terrible because of lag. Like, the if if you were to base on the reviews I was seeing today, this may be the biggest failure that that Google has ever attempted. Um, Forbes calls it a technical conceptual disaster. Uh, the Verge says the best of cloud gaming is still just a beta. Kotaku just left it with it just ain't it. Um, the Washington Post guy he said unplayable at times, magical at others. Um, Polygon went with cloud gaming brought down to earth. Uh, variety game streaming service not ready for prime time and digital trends the revolution isn't now um so yeah like i think the the only site i saw with an optimistically halfway positive um headline was uh android police and that's because they're a fanboy blog and so they they love it because you know i mean it really comes down to your internet speed i mean like uh, ultimately like if you're if you don't have like i mean the best time if you have to have top tier internet and you can't have a, a busy you know route to wherever this is being processed i mean like i think the washington post guy was like hooked into some insane connection and still was having problems you know so it, it, the inconsistency is just going to be killer and not to mention that it is completely unplayable in other regions like in australia good luck like their internet's terrible there um it's just it's not at all you know remotely possible even at its best time so you know it's running into all the issues we pretty much expected that yeah conceptually the idea is you know romantic but in in function 
if you can't maintain a connection speed that's on par with being directly connected to a machine, people are not going to latch on to this. Like they're, we're, we're spoiled. We, we want it to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, we're, we're throwing shit fits. So. Well, and, and to be clear, um, like the Washington Post guy, he posted like a speed test from where he was testing with that, that GIF. And it's like 300 meg internet on a yeah, speed that's, test. That's insane. So yeah. it, it's like a gigabit connection that he's on and, and he was getting 300. And I mean, the problem is, is it's like, it doesn't work well with, if there's other things going on, yeah, you might have 300 meg, but you might, you know, have a, that, you might still have that delay. The latency is different than, than just raw speed. Yeah, it's definitely a problem. So, I mean, it, it, it's the first day, so you kind of got to give them some benefit of the doubt. It's going to be rocky, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I still don't think we're, we're there yet. I, I feel like they've been premature with this. And if they, they launch this and it's a shit show, it's like, It'll probably quietly disappear for a few years while they kind of figure it out, and then they'll go, okay, now we're ready. And then it probably will be, you know, decent, but it's still going to be a ways off. Like, this isn't going to happen anytime soon. So, in other news, uh, Xbox, which is not doing a, a, a streaming instantaneous thing, they actually believe in having a device inside your own home that you own. Uh, they had their, it was just XO19, is, is that the name of the convention? Yeah, although to be clear, they they are working on a, a cloud gaming well, service as well. It's just are. it's just you know, every, everybody has a cloud gaming service. It's just that um, nobody else was like, let's gonna make let's make this whole thing rely on a cloud gaming service. Well, plus people love to hate Google, so I mean, oh, well, when, it, when it fails, they're gonna jump all over it. Um. Oh, the other great thing, by the way, um, before we move on. Is uh, the the other fun thing about Stadia is that it has no no working crossplay of any kind, so you can play Destiny two on it, but you can't play Destiny two with anybody who, you know, oh. doesn't also have a, one of the few pre ordered Stadia consoles that shipped. And that's like, <laughs> that's the the best new thing they've done is the the whole cross save thing. That sucks like a lot. Yeah, they're not they're not there yet. All right, so yeah, so yeah my, Microsoft event. Um, yes, Halo. I never. Pl- I mean, I played. I played Halo, but I never owned Halo. So I've. I've never like it's an. It's a franchise that appeals to me as a uh, sci-fi nerd, but because I've never been an Xbox owner, uh, it's it's been not a thing for me. And they are. Uh, so December third is like Halo Reach, but the whole Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, which is like all of the old. Halo games, and uh, I think there's going to be some remastering done on them. And uh, in addition to the Microsoft Store, they will also actually be supporting Steam in this, which is is kind of a, a new thing for Microsoft. And the price point's pretty good on this. I heard like it's like twenty bucks per game. Like that's it's not bad for if they're doing some remastering, and it's you know, or you get the yeah. whole collection for you know a, a, a discount. That's that's nice, because, I mean, in today's day and age, you can see them trying to release this shit for way more than that. You know, 40 bucks a piece or something like that. I mean, some of these games are, are 20 years old. There's only so, you know, yeah. there's only so far you can go. No, people in Discord were, were nerding out over it, because, like I said, I've never been, I've never owned an Xbox of any type. So, you know, but it limits you pretty severely in what kind of Halo games you can play. But uh, I, I do remember, like, people hooking up... Uh, a bunch of Xboxes, like, in some room at lunchtime in my high school and, like, doing LAN parties. And I'm like, what's a shooter? 
what's, what's this gun? Th-? Like, I got absolutely wrecked. Like, like I, I think back now to the stupid shit I tried doing in there, and I'm like, ah, yes, I've run into those kinds of people online. This is this is great. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was really fun back then. But I've never actually owned it. But I do know this is really exciting for people because you know. It's good to have it on PC and uh, bringing the whole collection over and, and giving it a, a touch up is, of course, uh, a good thing, especially with some of the moves that Microsoft's been doing lately. They've been, I, I think, shifting their, their direction a little bit, and it's, it's probably for the best. Wait, Flight Simulator is coming back? I think my dad had that like 20 years ago. Oh my god, I used to play that when my mom was taking care of an elderly guy, and he invited us over to play the Flight Simulator. <laughs> Yeah, like 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Sweet Jesus. I want to say like Flight Simulator 2000 was was the heyday of, of Flight Sim. And like to, to give you the extent of what I recall about Flight Simulator 2000 was you could go to a store like you go to a store that sold computer software back when you could buy PC software in physical stores and they wouldn't just sell Flight Simulator. There were there were there were actually people selling discs with like third party add on content for flight simulators. So you could buy discs with planes and maps and cockpits and everything for this game. Like that's how big add on content for this game was nineteen years ago. Yeah, I try to think about the fact that Flight Simulator two thousand came out almost twenty years ago. That's, that's you're, actually really you're, you're old. I'm I, old. I, Just accept it. It's 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 over. That's right, guys. We're a bunch of middle-aged guys doing and, a podcast and, and about my video girlf- games. And my girlfriend's nodding at me behind me. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, yes, you are quite old and lame. Yes, we are all old and lame. Now this this looks this looks absolutely gorgeous. Like that's crazy. I, I remember I've I've done like a legit flight simulator before. Um, but I can just imagine the setups people have for this shit at home. You know, with like. Uh, the whole cockpit set up and have this whole thing with like surround uh, displays and stuff. It'd be really cool. That's that's beautiful. What else is coming, Zell, to the Xbox? Um. So, uh, well, so I, I think this is is this Xbox or is this PC? Or, or, or is this because PC? I'm sorry. This, a lot of this is very very PC, and I. Um, so they're making an Age of Empires four, and I think like the the two remastered either just came out or is coming out soon. Um, so that's that's a big deal. Like they're they're really reaching back in twenty year old franchises for for this. It's event. crazy. There's so many of these like uh, Civ games. I can never keep track of them all. I've played plenty, but just like God, there's a ton of them. And the Civ people that are really my... into them are like nuts. Yeah, Civ was my franchise. I really didn't have a lot of uh, Age of Empires. I don't I don't know if I've really played on any of them, but uh, no, it's it's a big deal. So. Is this uh, turn-based or is it just real-time? I think Age of Empires is turn-based. Kind of looks like it. No, that's cool. Which is good because my, my ability at RTSs is, is non-existent. I need time to think because I'm, I'm slow and old. You're not like a um, you know, 14-year-old Korean StarCraft player that can like input 800 commands a second? That's correct. Gotcha. Oh, and Rare's doing stuff now. Jesus, these are like really old... Like really old companies you don't hear from very often. So, yeah, there, wow. There were there's actually there were a couple other things in here. I just pulled out the one like the, the classics, and then uh, Everwild is a new IP that Rare is making, and it it looks really pretty. It doesn't 
show you much about the game itself. It looks kind of, it has the visual aesthetic of uh, Breath of the Wild, um, but yeah, tells that, that's you absolutely fair. nothing about it. Looks like there's a lot of creeping around the wildlife and treasure and yeah. No, it's it's nice. The Breath of the Wild aesthetic is, is on point, but that makes sense. It looks really good. Whatever it is. But I mean, Rare is, you know, I think if you've played games from, you know, 20 years ago, you hear the name like Rare and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember the name, what kind of games they made. You know, it, it, even like the, these old studios kind of have that nostalgic factor of like, yeah, OK, I can get into that. So, I mean, that's that that's working, you know, um, especially with our generation. And, and it's good to see maybe some old faces becoming back with new new IPs and that sort of thing. Another thing that uh, I wanted to bring up was uh, so F Final Fantasy, um, like one through six and various spinoffs, was always kind of a Nintendo thing. And then when seven came out, they switched to PlayStation um, pretty much purely because they needed the disk space to do what they wanted to do. And for the most part, the main titles have stuck to, um, you know, PlayStation, except for like Final Fantasy uh, 11 and 14, which were you know, online MMOs, and they were released on console and PC. Uh, so to have a, a Final Fantasy, like current gen version on any platform other than like, you know, PlayStation, or if they had like a remaster on PC is, is rare. Uh, but they just announced that Final Fantasy 7 through 15 are all coming to Xbox through their Xbox Live service soon. And that is great, but what's actually kind of cool about that is that includes Final Fantasy 14, which is the online MMO I play, um, and currently has cross-play between PC and PS4. So if they're bringing Xbox into the mix, that means more players, which is fantastic. You know, it, the more the merrier in, in those kinds of games. And this has been kind of a, a, a big ask from Xbox players for a long time. Is they, they really wanted it to play, but they just didn't have the option to. Um, so I think that's, that's awesome. Um, I know that there was a lot of back and forth between you know, what Xbox wanted with their cross-play and, and how Square wanted to do their, their stuff and have it all be kind of linked together. And it's, it's also it's good to think they figured it out. It says something about how cross-platform, uh, how similar the platforms are now, because, you know, back in the day, Final Fantasy would be like, we're remastering Final Fantasy 3, and it's coming to this machine. Right. You know, and, and old. when you're like, seven through 15 i'm like wait wait what they're they're <laughs> final fantasy is bringing multiple multiple games to to a platform at the same time they're like bend your heart out i, I think 14 is coming a little bit later just because of the nature of the beast but i know that seven through 15 you know, excluding 14 will be very soon here uh with 14 following soon after so still though it, it's 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 great um <clears throat> and i think it you know, I almost wonder if, you know, the consoles are kind of looking at what's going on in the PC market, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Epic is causing a lot of problems. Uh, we might want to kind of work together if we want to survive whatever the hell is coming um, and, and set aside the differences. Because you, you do see a lot more cross-play coming, and that's, of course, in no doubt to you know, player demand for it. But stuff like this, it's like... You wonder if Sony and, and Microsoft are going, eh, we should probably try to get along better because the ecosystem is slowly shifting even the consoles towards behaving like PCs. And pretty soon they're all going to look very similar. 
Um, so they probably want to be very strong going into that that market, especially with you know PS5 and, and the next new Xbox coming out soon. Uh, that's I think all we really had. I know kind of a short a short show, but it was uh, kind of light on news this week and didn't want to dig too hard for random tidbits. So I thought uh, I thought I had more than this. I'm sorry. No, I, thought no, that, I, I thought we were going to yap about some of these longer. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's better to kind of keep it a little bit close to the chest and, and not force ourselves to drag it out to a full hour just because you know it uh, it uh, it's it's weird. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I could. It's totally unrelated to what we normally do, but I could talk about my my trip to Reno. Do it. Um, I, I guess I'll kind of double as a shout out, but I can kind of talk a little bit about it, not not too in depth, but. Um, so for my 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 job, I, I work as a I work in a solar company, and my my specialty at this company is uh, energy storage. So batteries, basically for for houses. And currently, the, the the biggest battery system we sell, the most common one, is the Tesla Powerwall. And so an opportunity came up where I was able to go out to Reno to go to a Tesla Powerwall uh, factory. Or the convention, which is in instantly the the Gigafactory two is is built in or Gigafactory one actually is built in Reno. It's about twenty minutes outside of Reno. Uh, so I went to the convention, just kind of meeting with with Tesla and uh, going over some of the new products that they're they're going to be working on, uh, specifically surrounding the Powerwall. And I'm not going to go into the details because you'd all be bored. Um, but I got to go tour the factory, which was actually really cool. Um, for one, it's it's like absolutely huge like it's, it's a ginormous building and it's built modular and only about a third of the final building is is currently constructed like all of the parking lot that currently exists is going to be uh more of the factory later so like this is probably one of the largest singular buildings i've ever seen uh, which is which is really cool um the tour was very hush hush i signed an nda so i can't really talk about it but um we got to see basically the, the whole production line for the, the Tesla Powerwall uh, 2, which was, which was pretty cool to kind of see it start to finish and how they've set their factory up and that sort of thing. But uh, they, they kept us very limited in what we could look at. We only really looked at the Powerwall stuff. We couldn't go down to the, the main line to look at the cars and all that stuff. But uh, it was very interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting company. Um, probably the highlight of that tour, though, was that I got to drive a Model 3. Um, I've never driven an electric vehicle before. Uh, so being able to drive a, a Tesla and try it out was actually really, really cool. Um, like, I'm not a car nut at all. Like, I drive, like, a 2015 Honda Civic. Like, it's it's not exciting. It's not glamorous. It's just, it just does well for me to get, you know, to and from work pretty much. So, you know, getting into, like, a luxury, you know, sports car, basically, uh, was, was... Wait, wait. A Model 3 is not a luxury sports car. That's Sorry. Their, that's their supposedly ordinary consumer car but but for it's a luxury <laughs> solar car if if you make as much as i do that is a luxury vehicle <laughs> that's as good as it gets um they wouldn't let me touch the other ones with my filthy peasant hands uh no you're right the, the model 3 is the the lower end but uh it, it certainly was was still pretty exciting um we kind of got to kind of drive around some of the, the surrounding streets around the uh the factory and he's like okay you should drive the speed limit here because there's cops we kind of turn off onto this back road. he's like okay now you can floor it and 
the amount of torque on those EV vehicles is just insane. Like I'm going up a pretty steep hill and I hit 60 in like a couple seconds. Like it was amazing. Um, felt really, really good. So that was, that was a lot of fun um, to kind of give that a spin. I, I'll admit I kind of got the giggles when, when it first took off, but uh, it was, it was very cool. So I will probably never own a Tesla. I, I would like to own an electric vehicle just because I have solar in my house and it financially works well, but uh, yeah, that no, was pretty cool. So, you know, my shout out kind of goes to the Tesla company for uh, flying me out and, and putting me up so I can talk about their, their stuff that they want us to sell and uh, yeah, cool tour and cool test drive. I have an important question. Yeah. Did you get us an exclusive interview with Elon Musk? Uh, I, I walked past his office, but there was just like smoke inside. I wasn't going to bother him doing whatever he was doing in there. So, you know, I left him alone. You know, we could we, we could have been a big deal. I, we were I, that I, close. I actually, I actually should have sent Bate there with us. I'd be like, Bate, <laughs> I, I, Musk is over there and I know you brought shit with you. Get that interview. Yeah, I, I can actually see that working out. Yeah. Like like bait just it's you know, it's floor, sad floor to man. believe I can see that working out, but but I can. All right. Yeah, like it, it would it would never work, but it would it, it's Elon Musk and he's I think he might actually like be like, you know, covertly a Florida man, just the weird shit he does. So we you never know. I mean he might just like have a telekinetic Florida man connection with Bait and just, you know, hit it off. Okay. Moving along. Shout outs, Zell. I stalled a lot for you. Oh, uh, that was that was stalling for me. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, ooh, shoutouts. Um, I mean, I could probably delay a little bit longer, extend my words, and ask Livy to do a shoutout instead, and she glares at me oh, for betraying um, her. Let's see. Shoutout to um everybody on Twitter who comments anytime that uh. Pearl Abyss talks about their new sci-fi shooter, or oh, shit, Hilma, I about or, that. or or Hilmar talks about um, you know a, a cosplay gun that's definitely from Dust, and and we're we're, we're keeping him honest, though it'll probably st- I like truth tr- truth truth words here. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about we uh, didn't it's we can, it's, we can it's totally called talk like about that. what Plan Nine Plan Eight called? Plan Eight whatever I added one anyways um, that's like, the sequel. Yeah, with with that being a thing, can you really imagine Pearl Abyss going here? Let's give you a ton of money to make a sci-fi exosuit shooter. Uh, I don't know, man. Like you know, they said exosuit, but honestly, this shit reminds me more of like uh, like Titan, like Titanfall or like Elysium. Not so much like you know, drop suit combat. Like it's very like on gritty on the earth. You've got like sure, sure, it looks, but then again, like it it looks. It looks so much cooler. I'm sorry. It's just, like that—that's where the money went, right there. Well, I mean, you have to keep in mind that Pearl Abyss also has other studios under their umbrella. It's not just you know they're like a majority holder in CCP, but they're, it's not like it's the same company. I mean, it kind of depends on what they want to do with with uh, the Project Nova idea. I mean, you know, they, they obviously they want to bring back more MMO into it so i mean that's i'm not sure i mean this this game says mmo but you know uh, what does that exactly mean we, we've got a trailer it looks cool but you know does it have the same kind of like rpg mechanics like the fitting like is it is it that involved or is it just like you know our their, their answer to titanfall i mean i i would i wouldn't put it past them it, like if if you've played black desert they managed to make 
MMOs look way better than MMOs should actually be allowed to look. So, um, I, I, I could see it, um, from, from that. I mean, my whole thing is I've enjoyed, you know, doing stuff with CCP, but ultimately I just want that dust style experience. I don't care who the hell makes it, you know, whoever gets to it first, sweet, I'm in. So if it's Pearl Abyss with plan eight, cool, sure. Let's give it a go. If not, then whatever, I'll just keep waiting until someone else comes up with, you know, a heavy, a heavy, uh, RPG style game. I mean, there was, there was that guy. I don't, you probably didn't see him. There was someone in the dust veteran discord who was asking for interviews, um, for people to talk about their experience with dust and they were giving like a hundred dollar gift card or something like that. And so I was like, this is shady as hell. So I didn't personally do it, but a couple of the, the other people I know in the discord did it like uh, Ripley and, and Jadik. And I talked to this guy and he, you know, I, again, this is all hearsay, so I, I can't vouch for it directly, but they're saying it's like a, it's like an independent game developer who's looking to make a game that's, you know, similar to, to dust and kind of wanted to, to get people's experiences of what worked, what didn't work um that sort of thing and of course it was all hush hush you wouldn't say who he was working for um or or what game company but uh no i I guess it was legit because they did the interview and they got they got their gift card so obviously someone out there is interested in people are scouting the discord huh yeah i mean like like i said at first i was like kind of standoffish to the guy and then afterwards i was like i want to come and apologize i'm like but you sounded shady as hell (laughs) and he's (laughs) like well someone shows up on the internet and says hey i want to pay you money to talk about video games you probably wouldn't trust me either right Um, but yes i mean that my my point is like you know hey someone is someone's interested in doing something like that now if they're successful is another issue entirely but you know i figure someone will eventually put together a shooter that kind of scratches a, a similar itch and Hopefully, can do it on, you know, something other than PlayStation Three. Dun, dun. I was going to ask you, Zell. Uh, Probus is also putting out. Is it like a Crimson Desert? Do you know anything about that? I didn't actually look at all of the stuff that Probus was doing. They just, but they did like, like after Black Desert was like their thing for a long time. They dropped like four games that are that are coming all at once. So. Yeah, they're 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 moving up in the world. Yeah, I'm I'm because we're totally prepared here. I'm watching a, a trailer and it looks like Libby looks like Eric's. You know, you know him. He does a lot of the Monster Hunter stuff. He's got a, a video on it, but yeah, I mean, it looks like it's standard fantasy fare. I'm not really sure how it differs from Black Desert. I, I imagine it's similar, but who knows? Maybe more red. Or more, more blood. I'm being an ass. <laughs> But yeah, I'll give I'll give Prolibus credit. Their uh, their games look really good. Like I remember downloading the Black Desert character creator because you know I'm I'm a freak like that, just a player of the character creator. Never played the damn game. I just wanted to build the character and look at how pretty it was. So, you know, I'll give them props for it too. That it's uh, they make good looking games. I just wanted to make a game that's not like that levels of aggressive monetization because it's not my jam. But uh, you know, we'll see where they go with it. I think uh, Crimson Desert is at least worth looking into more, and uh, you know we'll probably keep an eye on this Plan Eight. I mean, it's it could be absolutely nothing like what what we're we're all hoping for, but you know it's worth keeping an eye on. It might be something. So Cri- Crim- Crimson Desert is the prequel to Black Desert. Gotcha. Story wise, so 
Is it an MMO or is it like a single player thing? It is an MMORPG. That is really With weird a to have a prequel. Heavy single player campaign. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really weird. Why would you make. How do you have a prequel MMO to another MMO? <laughs> like, wouldn't you just. Like, like an expansion where you go back and like that's right. what, while while I'll do like you know time jumps or whatever, they'll kind of right. they'll kind of explore their past by by having like you know flashback moments or something like that. That's yeah, that's a weird yeah, approach. that's really because like, yeah, Final Fantasy is the same way. You know, they'll they'll whatever lore hand waving they want to do, but if they want to tell a story, they just add it in one of the major expansions or, or even one of the smaller updates, like. Okay, <laughs> I'll look into that more because that's that's really bizarre to me. Now, if it was like the game space is the same, but it's just adding the single player campaign to back. Okay, fine, sure. That's just that's very strange. Right. I mean, the best way I'm going to join the Discord and we'll have a conversation. We'll come back to it next week. Yes, when we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I will infiltrate. The we do our research after the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was it. We did the sh- we did we did shout outs. Was, was was that was that your shout out, Zell? Kinda. Okay, sure. Libby, do you have a shout yeah. out? I don't have a shout out. That's fine. Right for a shout out. Um. So so yeah, that that was a show. We did we did a show this it week. Show. Congra- yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, we should all do the um, show. <laughs> it's we, we're now at the at the part of the life of the show where we did a show is a notable accomplishment. Yeah, achievement points granted. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was a time where Ray Bride. Yeah, we do fifty-one shows a uh, a year now. I'm like, how many have we done? <laughs> when, you, when you're on episode like two hundred and seventy-five, you just you're like, okay, sure. We got so, together. We talked about stuff. How lame we are because we're old. So what ha- what'll happen is like two weeks before the end of the year, I'll figure out how many shows we actually did this year, and be like, oh my gosh, we need to record like four more so we can say we did fifty-one episodes oh. this year. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, like every day this week, you guys tell your girlfriend to start loading up some old 90 Day Fiance to watch. Oh, sweet Jesus. All right. We are not going that far. Like, when we're like TV and movies, we aren't talking about reality TV with some of the worst people we've ever not. seen. All right. Well, that's that's our Grease Fire show. Thank God Jay never listens to this shit. Because uh, he pretty much berate us constantly in Skype if, if, if he did. So, uh, that being said, if you want to be on the show for some god awful reason, uh, head over to biomass.com, let us know. But that being said, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.